Oh, I didn't realize I was on mute. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Clue the motherfucking Dom for another episode of the Country Fan Mail Podcast. And I'm glad that y'all are here today because today I have a really special guest. I'm really glad we finally getting this man on here. And I'll try to tell you, we have a, some funny stories on like how difficult <laughs> the back and forth between us to get this all here, man. But we finally here, man. I'm going to introduce him into the studio. It's my boy, the fat boy. Introduce him in here. What's going on with you, sir? What's going on? Can you hear me? I just I wanted to check, make sure. Yeah, we got you good, man. I hear you good. Okay, bet, bet. I'm glad to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, I definitely want to appreciate you coming on to the show, man. And um, like I said, man, it, I feel like literally we scheduled it, and then like we had to reschedule, and then I was scheduling some other stuff, and I was like, yo, uh, can we do this day? You was like, I thought we was doing this day. And I was like, oh, shit, are we doing this day? Like, we was, <laughs> it was so much back and forth, man. But yeah, we made it work, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. And then I came back. But a couple days ago, and was like, "Yo, what about da da da?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking at the wrong date too." So yeah, it was. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man," I was like, "Shit, did I mess up?" Man, yeah, man, it it was funny, man. But either way, man, we worked it out, man. So um, so let's go ahead and get it rolling, man. So yeah, first question I ask everybody that comes on to my podcast: What was the first song that you listened to when you woke up this morning? Um. First, okay. <laughs> First song. Yeah, I know. I get, I get everybody on the spot on that one. And that's a good question. And and it stuck out because it's one of the joints I've been jamming to lately. But as soon as I got in the car this morning, Easy Lover by Phil Bailey and Phil by Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. Um, older track, but that's that's okay. I've been jamming that track lately. <laughs> it's yo, it sounds smooth though. I mean, you you know, you mentioned Phil Collins, you know, it put you in a whole mindset. So I'm gonna have to check that out. I actually, you know what? Oh yeah. Go ahead, write that shit right. down. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like to mess around, man. People put you on music, man. You said uh, what were you? What, what was the name again? Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. It's called Easy Lover, and it's just like when you listen to the lyrics. Like at first, I just liked the tune of it when I first heard it. And okay. Then, and then, you know, I start listening to the lyrics and it's like talking about this toxic chick that, you know, kind of like a man eater kind of joint. You know what I mean? So kind of kind of like kind of like the white man's dirty Diana. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. OK, <laughs> I can see it. OK. Or like a poison type shit. OK, I can see it. Yep. I can see it. So like what? So so what? What? Do, why do you choose that song? Is it more so because of the vibe? Is it because of. Um, the lyrics itself, like what makes you choose that song as like your vibe song? Um, well, originally, like I said, I just like the tune of it. A lot of the times, that's how I start liking the track is if it's just got a hot tune, you know, or something catchy. Um, you know, Phil Collins mm -hmm. is a beast anyway. But um, gotcha. right, but but you know, and then after I I start listening to it because I add something to my playlist quick and then just just replay it over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And you know, as I listen to it, um, it becomes more relatable. You know, as I start getting the lyrics and realizing what they're talking about, stuff like that. So that's what happened with this song, and that's what happened with a lot of songs. So how does that tie into you, like your creative process? Like when you find yourself actually, I mean, shit, I don't even know if you're the type of person that writes shit. You know, I just assume that a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of artists they actually write the rhymes down. But when it comes to your creative process, like when you rap in songs like "Easy Lover" by Phil Collins, how does that come out to your creative process to create gristle, like? Cause you know when you was like you wrote Grizzle like you went in you know what I'm saying like yeah, I was listening yeah. to it earlier like even my wife was just like damn like he, he going off and I was like like <laughs> it right because like yeah you went in so like how, how how does it how does that kind of you know 
put you in that mindset? Well, honestly, with um something like Phil Collins' Easy Lover, with something like that, that would put me more in the mindset of something like my song, um, The Love Affair of Don Julio. I don't know if okay. you um heard that one yet, but that one is more yeah, probably closer to um yeah, that one featured Ari Queen. Yes. That one is yes. actually that's yeah, that was actually was more neat, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And that's 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 you know, something that would be in the same vein where it's talking about something similar. Um yeah. that one was the love affair of Don Julio was one that was, you know, about um, you know, having loved and lost and scorned and there's a little bit of toxicity in there. So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like a, a, a melancholy uh, struggling to let go kind of song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. And and I, I, I felt that, I you know, honestly, that that song put me in. um And honestly, I think I have this. I think I have this uh, really bad. uh stigma sometimes i compare a lot of north carolina artists because i'm from north carolina myself i'm charlotte so i compare so many north carolina artists to little brother and in a good way and in the best of ways so it's like even separating little brother into two separate or three separate entities you know if you know you know what i mean but in two separate entities when it comes to rapper big Pooh and um you know fonte when i look at foreign exchange i can't remember what song it was i think it was called take off the blues and then it was it was take off the blues and then it transitioned into another song. Take off the blues was them getting together, and then the next song was the was the song of them breaking up. And something about that song, something about your song, like just reminded me of it so much. And I think it was the fact that you had a realness to your video. Like it didn't look like it looked in a really good way, homemade, but in a really good productive production way if that makes sense right you know what i'm saying like it, right. it, it was almost refreshing to see something that looked like it was like you know what I'm saying something new it's like right are, are you the creative direction when it comes to a lot of your art um, your visual art i am a lot of the times but i believe in um trusting in your team and trusting in the people that you you know you that you contracted or whatever to to, to work on on this project. So with music videos, a lot of the times I'll have like an overarching goal. Okay, this is what I want it to be about. And these are a few things that I would want to see in the video. But then um, I'll pretty much like, once I get the ideas in, I'll pretty much leave it to the director um, to you. actually like pick the shots and the angles. And we're going to go from this way and we're going to have you do that. Because I feel like, you know, there's no, they're, they're there for a reason. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, like, uh, that video was done by JT Visuals, um, and she's actually out of Charlotte too. And okay. she did a dope job because you know it was I, again. I gave her the overarching vision. I want to have a, a shot where I'm looking, you know, sick in the bar, like I just lost my best friend, and then I yeah. want a shot where it's like a flashback of what happened before that. And you know, I kind of just gave her the, the the idea that I had, mm-hmm. and then I let her. I let her pick the angles. Like, okay, we're gonna shoot from this side. I'm gonna zoom in a little bit, and then yeah. she's a she's a phenomenal director because she'll also add in, you know, while you're going, she'll be like, give me a little more emotion. You know what I'm saying? Throw something with your hands or something. Give me a little. Hey, and so, them the type, them the type. Right. You need them. Yeah. <laughs> so she really helped. Uh, she really helped make it. You know what I mean? That's good. That's what's up. And and there was there was and there's another consistent that I realized from that video, but I don't want to move, I don't want to move too fast because that's that's moving into a completely different song. But and honestly, there was something that um moving completely off music for a second. 
um, I, I do a lot of, you know, research when it comes to, the, you know, the, the artists that I'm interviewing. And one of the interviews that I saw that you did, um, you were talking about the opioid crisis. And that was something that, honestly, I've never seen. I mean, when I sit here and think about it, even when it comes to, I mean, it's something that you, I just don't see artists talk about. It's something that I just don't see artists really, unless they're like almost like almost in a mockery type sense. I don't really hear a lot of artists talk on a serious note about the opioid crisis and what it's doing to people and not only what it's doing to people, but the correct way and to help people heal and find a way through that situation. Um, so I guess with that, like without, you know, diving too much into what you've already expanded, expounded on in that interview, because I'm going to make sure I plug that interview into the description so people can check that. So shout out to whatever channel you were on. I can't remember the name. So I don't want to take away from them. But if anything, can you expound on just a little bit like what it means to you for people to have a further understanding to people dealing with opioid addictions? Um, and shout out to um, Red Hot Organization. Red they Hot, actually yes. put that together. Yeah, they had a whole um, event. Some of the some some of the indie artists from the area came out and performed. Um, and they, you know, I had actually uh, I actually originally reached out to them to find out about performing. But I think all the all the slots were filled, all the spots were filled. But they was like, we would love for you to come out and talk about, you know, um, the topic at hand, which was the opioid crisis. And and actually more so for them, it was about harm reduction, which is ways to, um, um, you know, get people that may be on opioids to not even necessarily stop, but just ways to maybe prevent them from harming themselves or or, you know, um, just to give them a safe space. Uh, to 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 express and and not necessarily be judged. And for yeah. me, I think that's probably the biggest part of really any drug addiction. I mean, it's real easy for us to be sitting in our car on the way to our job and look down on somebody that's sitting on the side of the road that clearly has a, a problem. You know what I mean? Um, it's too easy to look down on that. And I feel like the real uh, the real strength of that is just seeing people as humans. You know what I mean? Right. People go down different paths. People go through different things. People make mistakes, whatever the case may be. And I don't feel like anybody is in a, is in a space to to look down and judge and be like, hey, you know, you because it, it could have easily been you. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. had, you know, a loss in the family or something like that. And you might spiral and, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, I can handle place. it. Or, right. You know what I mean? So you just got to you just got to you never know what somebody going. Through. So just kind of within you your say, ability you said get addicted to love i like that right. was a quote you say you said get addicted to love like show love i, I right. really yeah and it's and i feel like it's just as easy to show love as it is to look down you know i mean if you see this person even you see people all the time with the signs up you know they struggling they're homeless whatever you may not be able to get in actual physical money or anything like that you hey, you might be broke a lot of people is one mm -hmm. paycheck away from the same situation but I mean, even if you, you know, Talk God bless you, or, you know, yeah, you know, treat them like a human being instead of like, oh, you, you did something wrong. You must be there yeah. for a reason, you know. So. Uh, no, I respect that. I respect that 100%. And that, and that, honestly, anytime that I hear, you know, uh, a man, a black man, any any man speaking a language or speaking a, a message of love, I I feel extra drawn to it. You know, I'm I'm reading this book. Well, I've I've read this book, listened to this book on many occasions. It's called uh, and I've I've mentioned it in a lot of my different podcasts. But it's called uh, the way of the way of the superior man by David Dita. 
David Dita. Yes. And um, and in the book, you know, in one of the chapters, he explains that, you know, a man, ha- you know, his, his purpose in life is to exude a certain type of love. And it's like if you understand what that love is. You never would have to understand or never would realize that it is it's much bigger than what we ever realized. And oh, it's yeah. like if you just I, I don't know, I, I can go deep into that shit. <laughs> but anyway, right. so, yeah, it was that was something that, like I said, it really stood out to me. Um, and I'm really glad that uh, that you had the opportunity to do that, oh, yeah. you know, what I'm saying with the you know, what I'm saying with without actually having the opportunity to perform. Like that's that's Shout out to Red Hot. And, and actually, sure. I'm I'm low key glad I, I, I didn't get a chance to perform because honestly, at the time, I didn't really have anything <laughs> locked in my arsenal that would have been, you know, pertinent to the topic. So. Okay. It was a blessing in disguise, and I still got a chance to, to you know, reach some people. You know, even if you're the only one that's seen it, which you know, other mm. people have told me that they enjoyed that interview. But even if you was the only one that's seen it, I still got to reach somebody and, and say, hey, you know, this is a real, this is a real thing, and you really need to treat people, you know, with with, with respect. You know, with with true respect, and and that's yeah, that's true humility right there. Because I've you, I feel like you see so many different situations where people make songs and they don't really have too much on the topic but they try to they try to ride the wave right like right you know i'll, I'll say this you don't have to co-sign it but i don't really give a damn when the baby <laughs> tried to remake that one song for the black lives matter movement but then in the other part of the song he was talking about killing niggas i was like uh yeah this wasn't the song for that bro i see what you were trying to do but it just wasn't the song for it but hey you know that that was an example of don't, don't ride the wave, bro. If you don't have a song for it, just don't perform. Put out my a example. <laughs> my my example of that would be um, you remember that song? Uh, dang, what was it? Royals or Diamonds? Something by um, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, Royal or something like Royals, that. Royals. Yeah. yeah, and you know, her the whole song was about you know not being flashy about how you know uh, mm-hmm. they don't get off on the superstar syndrome. But then Rick Ross came and did the remix. And you know Rick Ross gonna come on there talking huh? about Bugattis and shit. You know what I mean? You know I drove a Bugatti when I'm robbing whips. Maybe back right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, eh, you might have missed the mark a little bit on this one, Ross. Hey, but it's like you know, it's, it's kind of like somebody came to him with it, and all he saw was dollar signs because it's the remix of a song that was platinum worldwide, right? Right. And yeah. it's like, and I guess that's the kind of that's that's leading me into my next question as far as being an indie artist because. I feel like a lot of it's really only mainstream artists that make those mistakes. I'm not saying all mainstream artists make those mistakes, but it's really only mainstream artists that make mistakes of being like, why did you do that song? It doesn't even fit you. Like your fan base is almost disappointed. So you being an indie artist, do you feel like you're at an advantage to an extent of being able to manage everything by your own or 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 is the game a little different now um i think it's about 50 50 as far as like do i do i like the fact that i have more of the control um on the one side it is good because you can pick and choose you know what you do and don't want to do what tracks you want to do who you want to work with that kind of thing um and so that that gives you a little bit of 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 freedom i guess and, and empowerment to to I mean, honestly, say no. You know what I mean? Sometimes people hit me up and they're like, yo, can you do this and this and that? And I'm like, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and a lot of the times when you like on a label and you mainstream, you may not have that option. It might be, 
this really ain't my lane. Like, cause I don't, so I don't fault a lot of mainstream artists for doing that because a lot of them are beholden to contracts, you know, financials, that kind mm. of thing. So they may be like, nah, that ain't my lane. And they might even say that to the people in the boardroom or whoever, but, but at the end of the it. day, right. They, they want their money back. So, okay. you know, I don't fault them. Now on the other side, it can be tough to do everything on your own. You still have the control, yes, but at the same time, it's literally all in your control. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, every yeah. show, every interview, every production, every song, every promotion, like everything is kind of in you, in, in you and on you. You know yeah. what I mean? Good, bad, or ugly. Which again can have its own double-edged sword. But um, you know, just to stay on the topic at hand, that that's probably mm-hmm. for me, it's a 50-50. It's good in a lot of ways, and it can be a little bit of a hindrance in a lot of ways. Okay. And and diving deeper into being an indie artist, you're an indie artist and you're also indie artist in North Carolina. And honestly, I was in this it's so crazy how widespread the reach of North Carolina artists are, especially independent or even underground artists. It's like even earlier, I was listening to the Breakfast Club and I was listening to the Breakfast Club interview with, with Benny the Butcher. And Benny the Butcher said that the moment that he realized that he was validated as an artist is when rapper Big Pooh said his name when he was on the Breakfast Club. He was like, that's when I realized that I was validated as as an artist like in the game when like rapper Big Pooh was like, yo, listen to Benny the Butcher. He's coming. Yeah. Like, the Butcher coming, nigga. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I've, you know, Drake has shouted out Little Brother. Um, You know, so many like legends, you know, J. Cole, of course, you know, like Kendrick, all these people, even Loot has, of course, paid homage back home. So it's like, you have so many of these major artists that, that like, I feel like North Carolina just breeds a different type of artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are different. Like, I put you in that category, G. Like, y'all are different. So how is it maneuvering in that field of the North Carolina artists? Not even thinking, like, outside of the box, like, just, like, in Greensboro and Charlotte and Vietnam and, like, wherever at. Like, how, how is it maneuvering that field? Um, It, it can be a bit of a challenge. Um, And honestly, like... Anything, anything that you really care about and really going for can be a bit of a challenge. Um, so I don't want to overplay that too much. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's fun. Like it, it's kind of when you're serious about it, it can be fun to navigate it, even with some of the BS and then with some of the good sides. You know what I mean? It could be a lot of fun to navigate it and just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talent. I see. I mean, you know, me aside, like I could big me up all day, but. There's a lot of cats in North Carolina that really, you know, they got great music. They hey, shout some out. Shout right, some um, out. Right off the top of my head, I got to think like um, XLTAOP. Um, I got to shout out Eddie Ruger out of Greensboro, man. He's one right. him and Ty Brew. They're two, uh, two cats that, you know, I've low-key looked up to for a long time because they're doing a lot of it independently. Like they, they you know, they, they're doing the merch and they're doing their own shows and they're... Yeah doing their own photo shoots and video shoots. And that's really kind of the stuff that I've been really on lately is kind of ownership. Um, and so it's, it's a puzzle. I've been noticing you know a mean? lot of that with your, with your, with your, with your shit. Like I know you redid your whole Instagram and shit. Like, yep. 
I was like, one day, like, I don't know if I looked the day that you was literally redoing everything, and I was like, did this nigga block me? Like, I was like, what the fuck? I don't see none of his photos. And then, like, I looked again, and there was two photos up. I looked again, there was like five photos. I was like, okay, he's uploading shit, you know, mm-hmm. periodically. But um, I cause I had to do the same thing before. I I went from a rebrand, um, you know, essentially from a from Blackwall Music to Country Fan Mail. So when I did that, I had to literally rebrand everything. I had like five hundred and something pics, and I was like, fuck. And I had to just go and you know say take them all down and slowly build back up. So is that what is that what kind of what you were talking about as far as that ownership aspect, kind of putting that yeah. that brand? Yeah, and um, that's 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 exactly it. And usually what I do is just to kind of keep it fresh. At the top of every year, I'll go back through and just, or really before that, probably about November, December, I'll go back through and start just deleting the older posts. Oh, so this uh, is the regular thing for you. Before. Right, yeah. This is I do this every year. And so at the Not end true. of the year, I'll, 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 I'll drop all the previous stuff. And then, I mean, just to keep it all the way live in the gym for artists on the low, I have a lot of, of what they call evergreen content, which is reusable. You know what I mean? It evergreen don't have a date content. on it. Yeah, and it, it's, it's reusable. So, uh, for example, photo shoot pictures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Photo shoot pictures are just like a song. You might have heard it a hundred times. Your best friend heard it. Your fan base heard it. But there's always somebody out there that hasn't heard it. The same thing goes for flyers and pictures that's, that aren't, you know, like if you have an event flyer, then and you got the date on it. The and date everything, and everything. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably ain't going to be it. But if you got some good photo shoot pictures or you got some videos of you performing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you can reuse that because, okay, the people last year saw it. But then you done added new followers and new people to your website or whatever. Yeah. They ain't yeah. seen it yet. Throw it back up there again. You know See, what that's I mean? Some, that's some real advice, man. Because I think that's, that's part of like the, the point of being a content creator. When you have a fan base and a lot of the fan base, usually it starts right at home, right? It's usually mm-hmm. the people that you know. And then you sometimes think like, damn, there's millions and billions of other people out there, right? But you're only thinking about like, dang, I'm only reaching out to people I know. But like, nah, they've already seen it. I don't even care about them. I'm trying to get to these other. Like, it's it's different. It's different yeah, when yeah. you know when you think about it like that. Like when I post a reel on Instagram and I get some some of the likes and shit, I be like, I don't know a lot of these people, and it's crazy. You know, what I'm saying it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Yeah, and I like I like um, I like new people. Like I try to stick to my tribe for sure. The people that are there, especially the people that have been there for a while, mm-hmm. I try to stick to them. But I do like new people um, because they're just getting introduced to the message and the image and all of that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of their chance to, to to see. Do you like it? Do you not? Do you enjoy the music? Am I reaching you? If not, that's cool. For but sure. Whatever the case may be, I do enjoy that um, the aspect. <laughs> Already, man, and and I think I think maintaining the image and and building a steady brand is very important. That's one thing that I've seen through a lot of your visuals. You maintain a steady brand, you know. Saying like, I feel like I'm literally about to watch a movie when your one of your videos is coming on. <laughs> you know, saying you got the you know you got the logo right there. It's like boom, it's in your face. You know exactly what you're looking at. So with that being said, like when I was doing a lot of research on you, I see a lot of different variations of the fat boy there's you know saying this version of this version of it not too many on like music platforms you kind of got that locked down but there's some other stuff like how do you stand out like is it have you ever had any issues with that like with having a similar name because it's like even with me being in music with my name being clue it's like if i ever get that big i don't want nobody to associate me with of course the infamous dj clue 
So it's like, you know, how do you maneuver that space? Um, that's actually something that has come up. Um, it came up, it's it's come up a lot previously mm. because, like you said, there's a lot of. I literally had somebody hit me up one day years ago, and they were like, "Yo, I didn't know y'all was still making music. I used to love your stuff back in the '80s." And they was talking about the not fat the fat boys, boys. <laughs> right? You know what I mean. And they was just in my inbox, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I love the fat boys too, but that's not, you know." Yeah. So. You know, when you stuff like that happen, you definitely got to take stock. But then on top of that, you start looking into trademarking and stuff. And mm-hmm. Fat Boy is really trademark. Um, yeah. Like my 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 logo and everything is good on that note. But the name Fat Boy, like there's a there's a hundred thousand. There's a Fat Boy Harley and there's a Fat Boy Ice Cream and there's a Fat like there's Jeez. a thousand Fat Boys. So I've definitely had to go back into it, and that's part of the rebranding. So I'm actually just gonna go by Fat. It's an acronym. I'm not gonna tell y'all what the acronym is, so I can go and you is know. It still, is it still FAT though? Yeah, it's still gonna be FAT. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be FAT, which I've been trying to transition into for a while, but at this point, a lot of people are familiar with the Fat Boy, the Fat Boy, the Fat Boy. Mm-hmm. But now, like, really, especially at the top of next year, I'm gonna definitely probably make an announcement, maybe like halfway through the year this year. But next year is gonna be a, that. That's gonna be one of the big changes that I'm gonna be making. I mean, I think um, you'll be all right. I mean, it's like you yeah, know, you got yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog, and then you got Snoop. Yeah, don't nobody call that <laughs> nigga Snoop Doggy Dog no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like we know his whole name, but you know, um, you right. know, just don't be like you know P Diddy, Sean John, yeah, uh, Sean Combs, whatever the fuck his name is, Puffy, um, all that. <laughs> Puffy, <laughs> Puff Daddy, all that crazy shit, man. Um, but yeah, um, going back into your visuals, man, I wanted to definitely circle back. So like I said, going into one of the uh, consistent things that I saw in uh, your video, your videos were some of the um, characters, some of the people who were acting out in the videos. Um, I know I saw the, in one video, it was um, almost the antagonist or the the lure almost when it comes to that uh, uh, One Night in Baton Rouge song. She lured the man into the, you know, to the. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna plug that in. Yeah, yeah. To the, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, plug, I'm gonna plug that into the description. So y'all definitely make sure y'all go check his video out. One night in Baton Rouge featuring J Hood. I got that right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make sure you make sure y'all check that out. But yeah. So anyways, uh, the antagonist was a female, um, a familiar, uh, familiar face, and then there was the, the hit woman. Uh, in a sense, she was a familiar face. So, like, are they like so? Was are they like part of the production crew? Are they fam to you? Like, you shot them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. The the first person you was talking about was um V. Um, her her IG is at V E E the fluffy model, all one word, number two at the end. Um, and she, you know, she's just she's a good friend. Um. You know, we chat and, and you know, there are times when I'm like, hey, I need somebody to be in a video. And if she's available to do it, she'll come through and do it. And, and I appreciate the love. You know what I mean? Um, another one is um, my girl Fee, uh, yeah. Felicia. She's a she's a, a plus model and she's been in a, a few videos. And, you know, she's another one that she'll. You know, is she the one as, in the in the gristle video? In the yeah, that's her in the gristle video. That's gotcha. where everybody remember her from. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was a fire video. Thank you, thank you. That shout was shout what, out to uh, Yeah, yeah. She's um, you know, and she 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 likes coming through, and it's it's also exposure. You know what I'm saying? Especially like when you're a model or something, it's just another mm-hmm. level of content that you can add. Um, so yeah. I definitely appreciate it. Another one is um, my man Av. 
he come through and he was in the he was in the eat video. He was in the gristle video. He was the first cat I dapped up in the gristle video. He was in the eat yep, video. Yep. Uh, so he so her and him are probably neck and neck for the number of videos that they've been in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I, I love everybody that come out and, and because it's always a good experience. We always have fun. We always have some laughs. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always great. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I I like I said I really appreciate watching your videos and and it's it's, it's easy kind of getting lost in the content and actually just kind of you when, you when you can get lost in the content, you 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 have to rewatch it a few different times. Like I can watch it one time for the lyrics, I can watch it one time for the content, I can watch it one time and just kind of notice little different things like now that I'll go back I can look and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the guy he's talking about that he dapped up first in the video. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, you just kind of realize little things. And and it's funny because when um I saw you promoting for One Night in Baton Rouge, and all I kept seeing was a scene where Shadi was taking him into the room, into the hotel room. And in my mind, I was already like, sketchy. There's already this right. crazy <laughs> sketchy to be right? But I never even seen the rest of the video, right? So I'm just like, all right, so... All right, cool. So I'm watching it, and you know that's how I do my promos. I just like I watch the end, you know, I see what I want to chop out or whatever, and I'm watching it. And I was just like, "Yo, that was wild." I had to rewind it, and I didn't even <laughs> notice the whole time that she like it caught me completely off guard, even though I saw the almost ending scene. Mm-hmm. And then I thought that she, anyways, I'm, I'm like, see, I want to spoil it. I want to spoil it. Yeah, make sure and y'all go key. check out that video, man. It's it's so dope. Low key, I and I appreciate that for real. Low key, I hesitated. I really hesitated to to put out that final scene as a trailer. Where and yeah, because I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to give, I don't want to give it away. But like you said, when you see that, and then you go back and watch the rest of the video, a lot it's, of stuff makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, and it just catches you off guard. And I was like, I said, I was, I was still kind of like. What the fuck? Like it, it, yeah. It was, it was really dope, man. I like I said, I, I appreciated it, and it, it put me in almost a, uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't want to say too much, man. Right. <laughs> like I was fully every time, man. And, sh- and shout out to, uh, shout out to Visual Dynasty Productions. They did a lot of the Visual shooting. Dynasty, and, yeah. and and again, it was the same scenario. I went in and I was like, look, I wanted to be because the song give me like mafia vibes you know like a black mafia movie you know what i mean and that's kind of the vibe all i, I saw was like frank lucas type shit right or, you know or, what i mean or his boss uh what was it uh um uh uh you know what i'm talking uh, about bumpy bumpy bumpy, bumpy Johnson. yeah yeah yep, yeah yep. <laughs> that's yeah that's definitely the vibe that it put me in for sure man and, and so yeah, that's that's the vibe i went into with the video i was like yo i want to do a movie i wanted i i because at first I was like, um, you know, of course you 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 go into it and you like, yo, we could do some cool rapping scenes, but we just, you know, whatever. And I was like, nah, I want to do it. I want to do a short film, actually. I want to yeah. make it the movie that I picture. So I went with kind of like a, a short film vibe, man. Right, and I was I, I was excited when I saw the result because I went to to Visual Dynasty and I was like, you know, we, I want this, I want this, this, and this. This is what I want to see. Mm-hmm. So let's see how we can make it happen. And so we got up and we shot the video. And uh, and a lot went on during the shoot. Uh, I remember like the first hotel that we had, uh, <laughs> the first hotel that we had actually rented the room. Um, you know, we went, got the key and everything, and everybody's you know packing up. We got the equipment and we walk into the room, and the guy comes busting out the side door. He's like, "No, no, you can't come shoot here. You can't." Like he really was going off on us. You know what I mean? Oh, and we Lord. like, "What do you mean? What's going on?" 
Like he really, you know, he was he was threatening to call the police and everything. And we hadn't even done it. We hadn't. Oh, they must have had something different going on there. Yeah, and I, I I I wouldn't be surprised from the hotel we was at, but um, Man, that's why it was it was it was crazy, and we hadn't we hadn't talked to anybody, we hadn't bothered anybody, we hadn't harassed anybody, we weren't out mm. there sagging and wasn't no loud music, you know. So we didn't do anything to antagonize. Anybody. I mean, if you even if you look at the scene that that y'all are in the hotel, like yeah, ain't nothing going <laughs> right, yeah. it's pretty chill. So. You know, it, 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 we didn't even make it to the hotel room. We didn't even make it to the hotel room. He just saw the, he just saw the equipment. Oh, he thought man, that's he wild. saw the crew and the equipment. And honestly, somebody, uh, uh, somebody that was there that day, they was like, yeah, he probably thought we was going to shoot a porno or something. That's like, exactly you know? what I was just thinking. <laughs> I was just, my mind just went there. It didn't go there at first, but yeah, what they just did. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we we worked it out. Um um il mckenzie who was who you know was is one of the visual dynasty crew actually the founder of visual dynasty he you know he helped work it out and we you know we, we made it work so it came out it actually came out a little bit better than planned it was a blessing in disguise so we were what's up that's exactly how that's like a lot of shit happens man like first yeah. plan don't work out bet just move on to the next year man yeah and um <laughs> so with being able to be fluid and 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 transition through shit, I know there's a lot of things that I would just assume that as being an artist, you have to be on top of shit. And one of the biggest things you have to be on top of is of your mental health. And this is, you know, one thing that I want to make sure that I tap in with everybody about. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to your mental health, like, how are you feeling on that front? Do you feel like you're in, you're pretty in tune with your mental health? I mean, is it something that you, uh, yeah. Do you I mean how do you how do you feel about your mental health right now? And and so this is always a good topic, um, especially for artists. And I do hope other artists are listening when we cover the mental health of being an artist. Um, but overall, so artistically, you know what I mean, as an artist, because I, I try to when it comes to music, I try to separate the music from the man. And that goes mm. for any artist, you know what I mean? When it comes down to like heard that. yeah. Right. And when it come down to like um, Kanye is usually my first example with this. A lot of people, Kanye crazy and da, 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 and blah, 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 and this, that, and the third. But he making dope music. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like I don't necessarily subscribe to some of the stuff that Kanye as a person does and, and mm. puts out. But that man making fire music. You know what I mean? And so at the end of the Got day, you. you know, as long as he ain't maliciously causing anybody no harm or anything like that you know what i mean i'm gonna bang the music that's so, how i feel about a lot of artists it's like we don't know these motherfuckers like y'all right. be like oh i'm so disappointed <laughs> in them like y'all don't know them like right. y'all are the songs that they made like come exactly. on man. and so that's what i try to do so with me so with me to answer to go back and answer the question um on the man side on the human side I do feel like there are some things that I need to shore up, um, some past things. And then recently being transparent, um, I've been struggling with kind of like the thought of, you know, your own mortality, um, leaving a legacy, that mm. kind of thing. Um, I had started wrestling with that a little bit last year, a couple of years ago. I actually had heard that um, one of my homeboys that I used to hang out with heavy that he had passed from um, from some 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 medical complications some some he had gotten sick and i don't know i don't know all the details so i don't want to speak too much mm-hmm. on it but uh, i had found out at a show 
And it, it really, it really kind of messed me up. Like for the rest of that show, it was like I would, I was there, I was focused. But anytime I would lose focus from that show, I would drift in and like, damn, I, I feel like I had just, you know, was in a comment thread with him on Facebook. Or I remember the times when we would go to the mall and this, that, yeah. and the third. You know what I mean? So I had that kind of started it. And then um, January, top of January, I lost a cousin of mine. Um and it, it hit home and kind of sent me into a little bit of a spiral to be honest with you and then you mm-hmm. know I'm starting to I start thinking about little stuff like you know what what are you doing now that's gonna be remembered later on and for me fame and and all that wasn't never really the goal you know what I mean I have a young yeah. son I have a young son and and. I want to leave something behind for him when I close my eyes straight up and down. For sure. And so that really, I got to really thinking, and the way I put it was, I'm like, when somebody is on they in the hospital room and they got their people around them, nobody is like, man, I pay bills like a champ, bro. You know what I mean? Nobody's like, man, my song had 10,000 Spotify plays. Don't nobody I'm say good. that, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Don't <laughs> nobody say that. You know what I mean? You want yeah, to really leave yeah. behind something that your people can't can look back. Even if 100,000 people don't remember your name, the people that really met you and knew you can look back and be like, yo, he was one hell of a cat, bro. You remember that time he did that? Mm-hmm. Remember that time he went and we did? You know what I mean? That's really... And so that's where I'm at. As far as the music, <clears throat> the music for me, I feel like, is on an up. Um, and there are peaks and valleys. There's definitely times where like, I'll see the numbers moving and I'm like, yeah, that's working. I can see we're going to keep that part of the system and then we're just going to tweak this over here. And like I said, it's a puzzle and I really yeah. enjoy that aspect of it. But then there's times where, you know, nobody visited the website today and nobody streamed the song and yeah, I know people that didn't share like. the joint. Right. And a lot of yeah. artists do and you can really get down. But I try, I definitely preach celebrating your small wins. Mm. Um, just like you celebrate the big ones. You might win an award and celebrate that and want to go out with your people and have drinks and all that stuff. And I feel like you should have that same energy when you have a successful show or you had that same energy when, um, you know, maybe somebody in Florida want to interview you and now you're going to have a trip down there. And, you know, like yeah. there's stuff in there's stuff in between the 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 hundred thousand Spotify plays, for example, that can still keep you going, you know, when yeah. things might not be might not be on the up and up. So I definitely preach the artist to to and I preach to myself, but I definitely preach the artist, celebrate your small wins, appreciate everything, appreciate the people. Cause like we were saying earlier, it's real easy to get into, dang, I ain't got ten thousand people on this last YouTube video, da 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 da. But Man. I tell people, I tell people to really put this stuff into perspective. You know what I mean? Because if you got 500 views on your YouTube video, right? Imagine if you have, imagine if you just put your video on, on in 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 a Best Buy, on one of the TVs, and 500 people stop to watch that. Like they, they walking around that. doing other shit, yeah. and they stop to watch. You'll be like, bro, I had 500 people watching my shit. But because it's on YouTube, you feel like, oh, it ain't da 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 da. Like, bro, that's five hundred real people. Yeah, it's the same right. thing. I mean, it's not different. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I definitely tell artists like rock with what you have while you building it more because mm-hmm. 
you know, those people that are fucking with you, win, lose, or draw, you know, they they they're there. They're there for you. Yeah. They're there. You you not famous. You not gonna get them on. You not gonna get them some money. You mm. not buying them no Birkin bag. But they still there spinning your tracks and sharing it with their friends and stuff for like sure. that. So you need to appreciate them first. Hey man, that that baseline crew like that baseline crew is heavy, and and I and you know and I I I've definitely have felt the same pressure or the same just the feeling. You know what I'm saying when it's just like. I mean, like you have days where it's just like, dang, I had a lot of people that that listen to my podcast, you know what I'm saying, for like, you know, a minute. Then it's like it just drops. And I was like, yeah. I ain't had listens in like forever. And I'm still putting out content. And that's the thing about it is like you don't necessarily or you can't necessarily stop doing what you're doing just because the listens stop. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you have to keep putting yourself out there. And I and I think that, you know, that's one of the uh the biggest struggles that if, if anything that I would have, you know, compared to like a recording artist would just be, you know, say putting that, that, that consistent effort to put out there, even when it might block, it might, it might blow. It might not, you know, saying right. that, you know, I feel like I do some, some pretty cool shit and motherfuckers just don't see it. I'll be like, fuck. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I can't imagine the type, you know, we see all these videos and shit of people doing dope shit or good song or all this shit like that. And you'd be like, damn, I'm glad they recorded that. Or at least sometimes I'm like, for me, at least I'm like, I'm glad they recorded that. Cause I be right. doing some really dope shit and be like, fuck, did anybody see that? Anybody see shit. <laughs> and, and see, and, and the thing is like, Somebody always see it. I've gotten more so, especially with social media, I've gotten more so on the views than anything. Even if you don't like it, even if you don't comment on it, whatever, whatever, you saw you it. Think, you know you what I mean? You seen it, though. Yeah. Right. And that's the whole thing. And I don't, and even if I, you know, I'll drop a reel and I might get, you know, 187 views and then I drop another reel and get a couple thousand. And, and, oh, and I know the same feel. I feel like y'all, y'all like this, but y'all ain't like that. <laughs> right. And and it be like that. You never know what somebody going to like. So I just, you know, again, you just kind of got to hold on to win and then try to work with what you got. So mm-hmm. if you drop the one and it get 1500 real views, okay, we're going to stick with that. We're going to come up with more videos like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, and it happens all the time. And then the thing about the views is somebody the same way that you'll see it and be like, you know what? I'm glad they recorded that. You know what I mean? I'm glad mm-hmm. they got that out put that into the world there's somebody else doing the same thing to your podcast and there might be somebody that never talked to you that's not following you per se but they right here watching right now like you know i'm here for you know so i I, i've realized a long time ago i realized a long time ago especially when stories came out you find out that a lot of the people a a lot of the people really just simply don't see your shit you know what i mean it's not because it's whack or it ain't good it's Mm-hmm. It's the algorithm or or, or maybe works. right. Maybe you had a misspelled word that's put you never, maybe it's a tone in the song that they didn't like. You know what it like you never know. So but easy. but the one motherfucker that do, I remember I had dropped a reel not too long ago and one motherfucker commented. I think maybe four people liked it. One motherfucker commented. But he was like, yo, I this was dope. You know what I mean? Where can I watch or where can I hear the whole song? Then, that, I don't care how many likes I got after that. You know what I mean? It's actually right. right. It's actually a real person that mm. want to know more. That mean more than you know somebody Versus just clicking like promote here. 
Uh, right. <laughs> right. DM for, you know what I mean? DM for promotion. So, like, God damn, is y'all going to stop with that shit? Right. So I definitely, stuff like that, hold on to it. Artist to artist, yeah. person to person, stuff like that, hold on to it because it could be nobody anywhere liking your stuff. Anytime anybody ever comment, they could be like, stop posting. This shit whack. You a clown. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Don't quit your day job. Like, you know, yeah. if you're getting some positive feedback, if, if, Hell, if even your mama is like, yo, I like that song you did, baby. Da, 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 like that's somebody that's a real it. human. Mm-hmm. Right. If one person like it, two people are like it, and four people would like it, you just gotta get out there. Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely the same way. Like anybody that comes, I actually let me make sure I'm not ignoring the comments. Got a few people that popped up. Uh Melissa Baker right popped up. up. Uh Pinhead Larry. What's going on, Pinhead with your ugly ass? He popped up. Uh, Z Baby Baby popped up. But yeah, definitely had a few people pop up on here. But um, but yeah, so um, actually, I don't forget what I was going to say. What was I going to say? <laughs> um, man, because yeah, we've been we've been just like that's that's what I really like about and that's what I try to aim for on my podcast is just having a conversation with the artists. You know, I can. I can sit here and, and pray, you know, parade you with a whole bunch of questions about your music and what's your next single. And I used to do that. I used to, I used to have those conversations, but now I'm just like, I want to actually just have a conversation and really give, you know what right. I'm saying, people the opportunity to, to see, you know what I'm saying, to have a different, you know what I'm saying, view of, of you and kind of how you go through day-to-day life. And um and and, and, and key low key as an artist, like you can tell the difference. You can really I don't I don't I'm not sure if a lot of podcasters know that that as artists, especially if you've done a few of these, you can tell the difference between somebody that's really interested and in doing their research and want to know more versus somebody that's just like, OK, we got somebody on the show tonight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, I definitely prefer the interviews where where, you know, somebody is looking in like like you, you, you watch some videos, you've seen some of the content. There's something that you could talk about other than. Well, like you said, when, when, how'd you get your start? Where, you know, uh, how long you been rapping? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, when's your next single? Like, that's stuff that I definitely want to talk about because it's also important. But these conversational interviews are a lot, you know, it's it's more fluid. It's more natural. Sure. You know, you get more of the real. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you, man. And like I said, it, it's, it's only, it's really... It's 25, if not a little bit, it's like 20% me, 80% y'all. Because I just, I set the tone and we just kind of flow off it like that, you know what I'm saying? Because not everybody is, is as is easy to talk to and as easy to bounce the things off of. So, you know, I really appreciate that from, you know what I'm saying, all the artists that have the courage, to, you know what I'm saying, to come on here in any aspect. Um, artists, content creators, all the same. Influencers, all y'all. I really appreciate y'all. Um but you know, but going back into your music, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, circling back, what what is what is your goal when you make music? Like, what is your like? What do you? Because I, I you you had mentioned earlier, you know, you said you know you said fame in that that great sense, you know, is not necessarily the goal. But when you make music, I mean, you know, what what is that goal for you? You know, because I I think that that's a that's a misunderstood concept with a lot of people in the industry. People would just think that you want to be famous. So right. like, yeah. So yeah. What, what is your goal specifically? So again, separating it from the man and the music, um, musically, my goal, when I first started writing music, it was just to express stuff, get stuff off my chest. Like 
hip hop was my journal to start with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't even on no, yo, I want people to hear this song and fall in love and da 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 da. It was really just I was a ten year old kid. I had stuff that you know I wanted to talk about that I couldn't. That's my very first song that I ever wrote was a sex song. You know what I mean? And like most be, young boys are. Right. You know what I mean? But when for me, into cool. Right. But for me, it was because, to be honest, I, I started early. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I started way too early. So by the time I had started really writing rhymes and getting the stuff off my chest, I had it was at a time where I had just like experienced yeah, you would have sex sexuality. Right. And I didn't know, you know, I couldn't talk to nobody. I can't go in and, and dad, dad, I had sex. Da, 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 da. Like that's gonna that ain't gonna go so well when you a 10-year-old kid and you ain't supposed yeah. to be, you know what I mean? So I wrote about it. And I don't remember none of the lyrics, so don't ask me to rap nothing of it. But I, I was just remember, about to say, go ahead, spit it I ain't got it. But I do remember <laughs> that it was absolute trash. It was it was a song by a 10-year-old kid about a subject that he really didn't know what it was, what he was doing, what he was talking about. And I only experienced it one time, and it was clumsy, and we fumbled around, and, you know, doing what you ain't got no business doing. So that was the extent of that song, but that was me getting that. I got to tell somebody. (laughs) So I told it to the notebook. So to this day, um, that's really my my first goal is to just get stuff off my chest because a lot of my music starts with a mood. Um, The Love Affair of Don Julio, going back to that one. In all honesty, not exclusively, like not totally, not fully, but it was I was going to ask you if that was a, yeah. Yeah, that one was the move for that one was based on um, struggling to let go of my ex. You know what I mean? Uh, My baby mom. And and. Again, I say loosely because I don't want nobody to be like, oh, you still stuck on your baby mama, huh? You know what I mean? But it it won't like that. But, you know, it start with a move out there, bro. Right, you know what I mean. It ain't. It won't necessarily <laughs> like that because there was a little bit of toxicity in there, like mm-hmm. I said. And you, so you, you, you know, know you, you dramatize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's a perfect word for, for it. Sure. That's a perfect word for it. And so you know, that's kind of where it starts. So that that's my goal is to get stuff off my chest, and then secondarily is to let other people know whether you're an artist, whether you just uh, a, a fat kid at the lunch table. You know what I mean? That it's mm. okay. It's okay to be you. You know what I mean? It's okay. Everybody ain't gonna like you. Everybody ain't gonna fuck with you. But I'm a big nigga with glasses and man boobs. And if I can do it, goddammit, you can too. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you know, it's, 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 it's crazy because it's like, damn, make sure I'm, I'm make sure I'm keeping my damn train of thought. It's crazy because you. You so you so you have so you put out you put out this music and it's kind of like you know you 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 just pretty much like staying you being you you know what I'm saying like yep. regardless of what the move is, but honestly when I, your lyricism is not like okay, what's the word am I trying to say? Um, I feel like a lot of the times when I heard a lot of this, like I said, like I said, the first time that I heard Gristle, I got to keep going back to this track because it really just, you know, it really, it really, it threw me off. You know what I'm saying? You were just like, Hey man, they said I need to do some more lyrical. So, and then yeah. you literally <laughs> just like, 
you ripped it up and it was only like you know a minute and 30 seconds between the time that it starts to the time that you started i mean time it started me started but it stopped but it was literally like you really applied that pressure and it's kind of like you almost held back to an extent like I feel like you held back, or I feel like, or maybe on like some of your other tracks, like you could hit it with that gristle pressure, but you don't because you just orchestrate it differently. Which I'm not saying is not wrong yeah. with that, but it's like right. so. So is that is that is that by is that by on purpose? Like, do you not? You know, it's kind of like uh, when I heard um, what's his name um, Isaiah Rashad. He was talking about the difference between when the rapper blanks and when he just lyrical. He was just like Kendrick Lamar isn't super lyrical. He just be blanking, like you know when he raps. It's just like when you break down his lyrics, they're pretty basic. But he just does it in a way that's crazy as hell. You go between blanking and lyrical in a lot of your songs, and a lot of artists can't do that shit. So it's like, is that shit on purpose, or do you just is it just different by the vibe? Um, it's actually a little bit of both. Um, I definitely go in. I definitely go in again. It starts with a mood. Mm. And no, no two moods are exactly the same. So even if I, even if I have a similar mood to Gristle, which Gristle, so when I, when I first wrote Gristle, um, since we were on that one, when I first wrote Gristle, it was, for me, there's a difference between writing songs and just, just like you said, just blanking. Mm. There are times with, like with Gristle, I got on the pen and the paper and it was like, you know, there's no topic. I ain't got no concept to stick to. This just, just bars. Off. I ain't got no hook. It's just bars. You know what I mean? So at that point, you kind of got a certain freedom to say what needs to be said in the track rather than, you know, with Love Affair, Don Julio, I can't in the middle of the track suddenly be like, yeah, and then I beat a nigga ass. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely the vibe, but at the same time, it's an individual mood. Different songs will have different vibes. You know, naturally, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the mood. So it was almost like Gristle, the perfect like- contrast between. Um, I think I think Gristle and 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 um and you said the I'm sorry the love what was the name of the track and I want to miss the love of the love affair love of Don, Don Julio. Julio yeah love of Don yeah. Julio yeah so it's like those tracks are the perfect contrast I would say between Little Wayne's six foot seven foot where he blanked and yeah. tie my hands with um um. Is it time my hands? I want to say it's time my hands. What he did with uh with Robin Thicke. It's like where he's like what he's saying is more lyrical on one track versus the other track. He's just six foot seven foot. You listen to it like a lot of this shit. He was just like, what? But he made it sound good. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, not saying that that's what your track is, but actually when I broke down Gristle and I watched a few reaction videos, it was actually crazy about it. And I, and I was watching them, and like when you broke down Gristle, like even though your bars made sense only by like some by six, you know, some by eight, so it was like you really had to catch what you were saying. Everything mm-hmm. still compounded together. You weren't on like some, you know, some Cameron, you know, bim and bam and bim, you know, saying <laughs> it made sense, right. which I which I appreciate because some fast rappers or some rappers when they start to just spit fast, it's like you think that you're gonna get right. over our head by saying some bullshit, like. No, I'm actually listening. <laughs> and I learned, I learned that that when you're a lyricist, it's as much of it's as much of what you say as how you say it. You know, they always say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. But when you're a lyricist, it's definitely a little bit of both. Because mm-hmm. you can say, like you said, you can say some bullshit hard as hell with your chest, with some rhymes and some like. cadence to it. <laughs> 
nah, bro, that ain't come off like you thought it did. And then at the same time, you could say something that's deep as hell, that's real as hell, that's hard, but you said it boring. You ain't put no emphasis or no and feeling in it. And it's like, it. Right. So you definitely got to kind of mix that to where, you know, you saying something like they're going to. Because even if you spitting fast, I think a lot of people feel like if they spitting fast, they can get away with it. But you don't realize a lot of people going to listen to that song more than one time. Think about the people that's going to listen to that song a hundred times in the car. Right. <laughs> you ain't going to get shit past me, motherfucker. You slow your right. ass down to make that shit make sense because I'm going to call you. <laughs> exactly. So now it's like, wait a minute. You know, I liked it because it was catchy. Like I said, when I first listened to a song, it was catchy. The hook was high. The mm -hmm. beat was high. The, you know, but then as I started listening to it, I realized more deeply why I actually like the song because you can catch lyrics and stuff subconsciously that you didn't even realize. You know, exactly. I fuck with the song because it sounds good, but you really fuck with the song because you can relate to it and you don't realize it at first. So, Those you are know, some of the best um, artists, man, that relation and the ones that really got to exactly. listen to that shit a couple of times, man. Double, triple and entendres so, and shit. Yeah. Exactly. And so going with, you know, sticking with Gristle, um, I actually wrote it. I wrote that one. A few, I want to say I really wrote that one 2015, 2016, something like that. Okay. Um, but it sat, in, it sat in the notebook for the longest because it was originally supposed to be a part of a song. Um, but I had got that first part done. Um, it was like 24 bars or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what else I really, I didn't know which way I wanted to go with it after that. Um, and I came back to it. I wound up coming back to it because um, I actually had a cat. This was a crazy story. I had a cat in like 2020 who, I mean, he was a heavy supporter. He was all on my music, sharing everything, commenting. I mean, if he was still, if he was still rocking with me, he would probably be watching this interview right now. You know what I mean? Type stuff. Mm -hmm. like he was digesting all the content. And I definitely appreciated him for it. And then one day out the blue, I don't know what happened, who, what, when, where, why we had been cool the day before. And then out the blue, he was just like, yo, man, um, I don't really rock with your music. Like I've been saying, I don't really like your music like that. You make a lot of twerk music and I need something more lyrical and da da da. And I'm really just sitting here reading this, this, random out the blue message like bro you oh he messaged you he you couldn't wrote, even call you he couldn't even call you until yeah, i mean we wasn't we wasn't you know we was more so you know he's definitely long dishes we were more so like social media friends and, and anything yeah. um so but i mean it was just it, it was out of left field it really smacked me out of left field and i'm like you know that's cool i handled you know i handled it amicably because everybody ain't gonna like his stuff and yeah. It was weird, but you know, it is what it is. Like, okay, well, thank you for the support that you did give, and da 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 da. da. But, um, you know, what stuck out to me was when he was like, You bet you make a lot of twerk music, and I need something more lyrical. So that's why I said that at the <laughs> that's beginning. Like, of like the you said that shit, yeah, right. When I went, when I went, and like, that's why I said my music start with a mood, you know what I mean? So when I went in the studio, and I, I hadn't even really planned on like addressing that or anything like that, but I found that verse. And I spit it. I spit the verse first before I put that part at the beginning. And it was so hard. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's felt it, that shit. when I wrote yeah. it, right. When I wrote it, it was hard. But then when I spit it and got it recorded, I was like, yo, this shit is dope. And then I was <laughs> like, I'm in my head, like, yeah, motherfucker, how's that for lyrical? You know what I mean? How's that for? So 
Hey, and so yeah. I was like, let me put this at the beginning. You know, yeah, I ain't know I if you was talking to somebody when I heard that <laughs> shit, but I was like, yo, whoever the fuck you talking to, like, because I was like, oh, oh, shit, like, you know, yeah. did you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you fucked that shit up, man. So I mean, yeah, shout out to whoever the fuck you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said he appreciate the support because, yeah, that definitely fired him up because that nigga, he, right. he ripped that shit up, man. And, um, and going full circle, man, just kind of bringing this uh wrapping this up, what would be, if there was one message that you could get across to everyone in the world right now, like something that would just go across everybody's phone, like a text message, what would it be? If you just make oh, it, man. you know, saying a few sentences, what, what would that be to everybody? It's easy. I got one sentence for everybody watching right now. Keep doing you. Somebody gonna feel it. That's my message to everybody. Don't try easy. to switch up and be like somebody else. Because the people that's coming to you is coming to you to see you. And when they get there and they find out you not you and you somebody else, now you fake. You know what mm. I mean? So mm. be who you are and rock with the people that rock with you. Keep doing you. Somebody gonna feel it. Somebody, somebody gonna, gonna feel, feel it. Shit. Somebody gonna feel it, bro. It might not be who you want to feel it, but somebody gonna feel it. <laughs> Hey, I really appreciate that. Those are those are some real words, man. Just stay in your own lane, be you. Somebody gonna feel you. People need you to be you, man. I really appreciate you coming on to the show, man. Real shit, man. It's been an amazing interview, man. And I, what I want you to do, actually, real before we get off, man, please plug yourself in. Let everybody know where they can follow you and also where they can hear your music. Um, I make it real easy for everybody. Just check out my website. I'm the fat boy.com. I'm the fat boy.com. I don't know if you, yeah, you can see my name down there in the bottom. I'm the fat boy. Yeah. com at the end of that. Uh, my music is there. My interviews. I'm going to throw this one up there probably this weekend. So you can see it over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm the fat boy.com. You could, I'm the fat boy.com. If you go to my contact page, you can find all my socials. If you want to follow me. All my music is up there. You can find me on Spotify, Amazon Music, all that good stuff up there. So I really try to make it real easy for everybody to follow me. You ain't got no excuse. You can't act like you don't know where I'm at. I'm the fatboy.com. <laughs> Already, man. You made it real easy for me. Y'all need to take note. I'm the fatboy.com. Literally, everything, you, everything you're going to look for under that artist is right there under him, man. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Everybody that tapped in today, comments been going crazy. Country Fan Mail Podcast. Once again, man, I really appreciate you, and we out of here, man. I'll let you. Thank you.